the experience from the first time is that the longer that people are in, in the tents, the harder it comes and the negative impacts on physical and health, uh, mental well-being and, and uh, presents more with, with, with time. So, look, our position was that the tents don't, aren't fit for a purpose um, and they don't meet the minimum standards. So we would like to see them moved as, as soon as possible. And as you said, um, and listening to before I came in, the, the weather bulletin, we can see how cold it is at the moment. Like, those conditions prompted the President of the Taoiseach before Christmas to say that people shouldn't be in tents at this time. I don't think any of us are comfortable that tents in this cold snap. But we would say even in general, as a kind of a prolonged living arrangement, tents aren't suitable. The intention is that people should only stay for a short four or five days. But the experience the last time was it's for was three months before the, the men were moved out when the, the previous cold snap uh, arose. But also, I suppose it adds to the uncertainty when you don't know. So the men didn't know they were going into the tents when they first arrived, and they don't know for how long they will be in them. So I think that that also as you live in those cramped conditions, very close, uh, difficult, that you're cold, that you're, that, that adds to that sense and, and the difficulty of their living situation. Okay, Orla Nieli is also with us, uh, as I mentioned, coordinator of the Clare Immigrant Support Centre. And Orla, that's a situation I don't think any of us would like to be in. What, what do you think needs to be done? And have you had any contact with Clare County Council in relation to this situation? I have. Um, morning to both of you. Um, I have a course and our board, as Board of Care Immigrant Sports Centre, got in touch with the Minister, you know, to say there needed to be a response immediately. The last time um, the local authority, both here and in Limerick, got involved in coming up with an immediate solution and then very quickly stepped back into their own roles and it became the international protection accommodation services that's their role if you like in in the whole accommodation for asylum seekers and um for the ukrainian community as as well so yes i think that we all at this stage see that i mean this has to reflect very badly on claire i mean i keep hearing you know that the men are at notlachine in claire which is Absolutely, the truth that is, is is the responsibility of this county, I feel, and um, the I think the local authority are probably being um, deferential and waiting to be tasked by IPAS, the International Protection Accommodation Service, for them to get involved. But in these kind of circumstances, it nearly has to go the other way, and I think it's a more long-term solution or addressing the issue, we would be looking for local authorities around the the country to take a role in accommodating people and to use uh, 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 to use land that they have to either put modular homes on to repurpose buildings around the county that can be used. All we can see from all of this, it, taking these steps very quickly, is that it will benefit communities. It can revitalize villages and towns around the county that have severely suffered from any any development in the last couple of years, you know, whether it be just infrastructure, buses going, things like that, making it an accessible place to live. There's part of the county that you would feel quite on the outside of 
everyday life unless you have a car, unless you have a lot of things like that. And that's the kind of development that would bring a whole other areas of the county back into life needs an infrastructure of just better bus services, things like that. You've and explained, the local yeah. authority putting this also into their domain that they be looking at uh, accommodation with iPass. You've explained pretty well there kind of, you know, the extent and the role to which you'd like the council to be involved and in in what fashion. Is there any precedent there in terms of what they have previously done when there have been other uh, international protection applicants at Nocturne? Have they previously helped in regard to this kind of situation? They helped the last time. Fair play to them. They helped the last time. Um, It was just the couple of weeks ago that it was. They did help. And it, in fair, they would be waiting to be tasked. This is how intergovernmental bodies work. They wait to be tasked with things. But I mean, there's, we all wait till we're asked things, but sometimes you've got, just got to step up and boldly take it. I think it's a very sad reflection on Claire that this is going out on nightly bulletins around the, the, the country that in our county, our beloved county, that there are people sleeping in tents. And I know that we have an accommodation issue and that also is a terrible reflection on on the county and the country that there are other people waiting on uh, in very vulnerable accommodation situations. And, you know, I mean, we don't want to be having the same conversation again, Alan, in a few months. You know, we really all need for this to move on, the men in the tents, the general accommodation issues for people. It's demoralising, you know, it is uh, to hear Eugene, you know, outline where the lads are. And to also add to that, Nocklachine is an old army base, which was repurposed. And it's three, about three miles outside Limerick City. And it's up a boharine of about a quarter of a mile up on a hill. So, You've, you've got a couple of hundred people there who are on the margins of the margin already. And um, it's very sad for us, isn't it? It's very demoralising and it's very yeah, it's... worrying because also we know that, of course, the men will keep quiet because they're concerned. They've, they're, they're worried about probably their own lives and their families' lives. So they may well keep quiet. And this, as Eugene put well, it adds to the maybe the, the pressure on them that really affects how they can engage. Yeah, and just to bring Eugene back back in, I mean, Eugene, you know, as Orla says there, it must be uh, very demoralising, despite, you know, you're saying they're sto- stoic about the situation, but I guess the longer it goes on, that feeling of demoral- uh, being demoralised will will seep in further and further. Orla's also touched on what she'd like to see the council do in terms of assisting and, you know, construction of modular homes and so on. What are the structures do you think need to be put in place uh, to ensure that, the the likes of tents aren't uh, relied upon any longer. And do you think the government is doing enough to support asylum seekers? I see in the first 15 days of this year, over 630 people have sought international protection in Ireland. The government may well point at the numbers coming in, but do you still think they're doing enough to support the asylum seekers? Yeah, look, the system is under extraordinary pressure. You know, nobody can deny that. We have 
Um, I think 70,000 people who arrived from Ukraine last year and a further 13,000 international protection applicants, which was a record number. And that's continued, as you said, into the present year. We also have a significant number of more than 11,500 people who are homeless in Ireland um, and 60,000 with unmet social housing needs. So housing is the number one issue in the country or one of the number of health is probably as well. But, you know, so there's a huge challenge, a massive housing challenge and a national housing crisis. From our perspective, you need to add capacity to the system and add it quickly. And everybody needs to see progress. So both people who have domestic uh, housing needs, they need to see it um, in parallel. Then we need to address these other groups, people who've come to our country seeking protection. And that needs to be seen to be fair and just. One of the suggestions we've been making um, is that they need to build this rapid build on state land and maybe um, using prefabricated, which maybe wouldn't be ideal in the long term, but in face of the need that's here at the moment, that could be done quite quickly. So you can see it, 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 you know, examples in schools, but actually even within the accommodation system as a whole, about uh, 2019, 150 beds were prefabricated in in reasonable quality were added in the Balsescan site, which is in Finglas. I think that kind of model is a is needed. Something that you can do much quite quickly, um, and uh, being on state land, and that would avoid some of the allowed allowed to get over the planning uh, issues and stuff like that. And it would be additional supply. At the moment, the system is largely on private provision. Uh, you've probably seen in the newspapers uh, a lot of hotels that have been involved have spoken that they will return back to tourism, and that's yeah. only natural. But you need once you know that you need to plan. The numbers are very stark in, in a recent report that was published around the, in terms of the number of people who were arriving. But once you have those numbers that up to 20,000 people could come to the country in the first quarter of this year seeking international protection, but we know how many are coming, so we need to get ahead of that. And I think a, a lot of the problems at the moment has been that the, we've been very reactive and trying to almost like put sticking plasters, which leads to situations where conditions that we've had people in City West on 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 sleeping on floors, we have people in tents in Not Lachine, we have people in families in the East Wall in, in inappropriate repurposed commercial buildings. So I think we need to get ahead of it. Okay. Um, it's obviously a massive challenge, so nobody's saying that that's easy. Um, but we need to add find ways of adding suitable accommodation that allows people to live with basic dignity and to do it quickly. As I said, I think this, uh, looking at maybe in the short term these prefabricated might give something that would give some breathing space to to the system and and to meet the immediate needs for a reasonable period of time mm-hmm. while other housing solutions are put in and durable housing solutions are put in place